0: To dream the impossible dream. Hello, I'm Larry Stevenson. Welcome to Let Your Dreams Work, the weekly call where we share how individuals and organizations can harness their dreams to be more, see more, do more, have more, and give more. Tune in, listen with intent, and see yourself living your dreams. And relax into a state where your mind can freely create. Welcome to Season 2 of Let Your Dreams Work with Larry Stevenson. This is our 53rd episode. We did the first season, 1 through 52. Now in 53, we're going to outline some changes, small changes in our look, our sound, but the same great content based on our model that you can be more, see more, do more, have more, and give more by our goals model. G-O-A-L-S stands for generate possibilities, optimize connections, act consistently, label limitations, and synergize purposefully. All of that will stay the same, but we're going to be showing more interviews this year, We're going to spend more time focusing on specific expertise and helping you connect with people who have already achieved your dreams over and over and over. I would like, however, to start by thanking those few of you who have stayed with us throughout the first year, and I hope that you are having the experience of seeing your dreams come true. I want to share a few that have been shared with me. One was Janelle. Janelle not only found a new job and became much more involved in the nonprofit world, earning more money and greater satisfaction, but she also started a graduate program in public administration. So congratulations to Janelle. We want to also congratulate Dora, who continues to do amazing things in travel, working with Shriners, and... In a service capacity, she's now the chapter president of a local chapter of the world's largest women's organization and is doing amazing things to help women empower themselves and to achieve what their dreams are. So we wish Dora congratulations. we are thrilled with Brian, who has found a niche and he's improving his niche to be able to be a million dollar wordsmith to help companies come up with just the right message to become market leaders and to dominate as authority in their different fields. Congratulations to Brian. We have so many others that we could talk about. So many who have found new jobs. So many who went on trips they never thought they would be able to do. And it's just exciting to see people let their dreams work and to see it happen. That's what this show is all about. That's why I am giving this, this is part of my dream, is to give people the ability to to literally be more, see more, do more, have more, and give more. I know I say that all the time, but that's because that's my passion. And, And it's not just being able to be in a better job or be better in a relationship or to be the kind of person you want to be. It's not just seeing fantastic sites throughout the world and visiting some of the greatest museums and cultural sites. It's, It's not about doing lessons or bike trails or skydiving or all the things people can do. It's not about having things. It's really about seeing your potential and recognizing it that's what season 2 is going to continue to look forward to helping you to let your dreams work um in honor of this second season i went back to disney world i i you know my feelings about walt disney i had an interesting experience this time because the the dream that he had is getting a little tarnished some of the Consequences of COVID are catching up. They're they're changing his vision a little bit. The the service that he was giving, the, the idea of creating the happiest place on earth in California and the most magical place on earth in Florida is is kind of having some problems because of cutbacks, because of having to make up for a multi-billion dollar loss through COVID, but also because they're kind of changing the vision. And as I went this time, there were there were more rides that were down, there were more rides that were broken. The service wasn't what it has traditionally been. Um, I just came away feeling a little depressed, a little sorry that the dream that Walt had isn't coming to pass. And so I went back and I watched, and I'm, I'm going to encourage you to look on this video. It'll be on the in the program notes. It's on YouTube, and it is uh, look under Walt's Vision Disney World. And it's how he prepared a, a film. It's a 25 minute film. You don't have to watch the whole thing. But it was a film that he prepared to be able to convince the Florida legislature to be able to grant him the Creedy Management Organization and and all the things that we're seeing being undone currently. And I'm not going to go into the politics. But it was his pitch to the Florida legislature and to industry sponsors, partners that he was hoping to partner with for. Disney World. Now, the Disney World that he envisioned is so much different than the Disney World we have today. And I love the Disney World today. But there's just a vision that he had. For example, in the original vision of Disney World, there was only one theme park, and it was tucked way up in the corner. One theme park. He envisioned uh, uh, its own airport. They were going to build an airport, but the key was they were going to build an airport for tomorrow, an airport for the future. And his people would fly into that airport, and then using people movers and monorails, they would be transported to what he called the Welcome Gate. To Disney World. And it was a large pavilion, a large building, and and parks and things where people were welcomed to this experience. And the majority of Disney World was what he repeatedly called our experimental prototype community of tomorrow Epcot, experimental prototype community of tomorrow. And it was a functioning community that he was going to build to show how communities could be built in the future. And the idea was that it would constantly evolve and that people from all over the world could come to this experimental prototype community of tomorrow, Epcot, and see how things were being done and then take them home to their communities and implement them. He had a beautiful design built on what they called a wagon wheel. It was a central uh, civic center that consisted of a hotel and office buildings and parks. And all of the cars that would go through Epcot were three stories below the ground. So there was never any cars above ground. In that hub, there would be a monorail system transporting people from the hub out to the suburban communities. There would be people movers that would go right to neighborhoods. And, and people, they were all electric, they were clean, they were designed so that people could move about in this experimental prototype community of tomorrow without creating pollution. He also had designed in this system industrial parks, and he was going to build industrial parks in Disney World, where major manufacturers, major companies would come, and they would build their prototype factory for tomorrow. And these factories would constantly be improving. And they would be in industrial parks fed by people movers and monorail with parks and beautiful areas for people to work in. And his idea was to invite some of the top corporations in the world, but especially America, to build in these places and then showcase those possibilities to the world. And that was Walt's vision. And he was working on that vision to literally the day he died. He had plans for Disney World and Epcot on the ceiling of his hospital room in St. Joseph's Hospital in Burbank, California, and he was obsessed with Disney World as he saw it. And And I understand the challenge. When Walt died, they, they tried to look at it, they started putting Imagineers on it, and his brother Roy decided, we really just can't build this. It's Walt's dream, but the price is too high. And and this relationship between Walt and Roy was such an amazing partnership. Talk about optimizing connections. Walt Disney knew how to optimize connections with his brother Roy, with the nine old men as they were called, with Ubi Works, with with the original 33 partners who helped fund Disneyland and and actually had their name on exhibits that they helped fund. I remember going to the Monsanto view of the world and we'd be shrunk down to a molecule and go in and learn about molecules and you had the Kodak Pavilion and all the film sold was Kodak. And you had all these corporations who had partnered to be able to expand our understanding of the future and the potential of the future. Six months after Walt's death, the concept of Disney World as he saw it was laid to rest. And I understand that. The visionary was gone. The future, as someone uh, once described Walt Disney as the only futurist with a smile. Because when he saw the future, he saw the potential. He saw the possibility for good. Um, On our trip, we went to, I, I, I regularly go to a carousel of progress where Walt Disney had the Sherman boys put into words and music His view of the world. It's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow, starting at the end of every day. It's a great, big, beautiful tomorrow. That was his dream. In today's world, where we have so much contention, we have so much strife, we have so much division, we're not seeing a beautiful tomorrow. I'm a firm believer that we've got to find common ground, find those things that we have in common, and see a future that is not dystopian, maybe not all the way utopian, but at least moving in the direction where we are combating the ills of the world, whether it be climate change or whether it be hate and racism, that we are addressing those things that are tearing us apart and building instead those things that bring us together. Our ability to be a better people, to see more in one another, to see this world with the eyes of a Walt Disney and a John Muir and a John Burroughs, To be able to do the things that a Walt Disney or a Thomas Edison or a Nikola Tesla or all these people who saw the future. And to be able to have lives that are worthwhile. To have the necessities, yes, to keep us going, but not to excess. And then to give back to others, to lift others by helping them learn the skills that we've learned. That's the whole concept of optimizing connections is that people who have achieved dreams turn around and they help other people learn how they achieve those dreams so they can achieve them themselves. And this concept of giving more, giving more of our time, giving more of our attention, giving more of our money, giving more of our skills for the improvement of society, and recognizing that we have lots of different views of society. And if we can find the good parts of every view and bring them together into a common whole and reject the negative parts of the different views and find ways to work together, we can create a society that Walt Disney said. That's part of my dream is to create a society where people are coming together, both in mind and heart, where they're living lives of a moral center, and in which there is no poor. I've spent my whole life working with people to help them become mentally, spiritually, and temporally prosperous, to eliminate poor. And the way to do it is that those who have knowledge cast it in to teach others that same knowledge, that we optimize the connections. And then we act consistently based on what we have learned from one another to move forward. I recognize that there are lots of limitations to making this happen. That's why label limitations is such a big part of this model. It's people have to establish the limitations they desire for their dreams, the scope they have to set the limits on how much time they're going to spend, how much money they're going to spend, what they're going to do, what the, how many cities they're going to see, how much character they're going to develop. And, and they set those limitations so that they can measure their progress. And they've got to deal with the undesired limitations. And they're going to come, and some of them are very real. Hate is very real in the world. There are obstacles to coming to eliminating poverty. There are obstacles that are real obstacles to creating an Epcot, an experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Those are real. But we can make plans to get around them, especially as we synergize with others, as we bring others in and allow one plus one to equal five and two plus two to equal nine. And to see the synergy that comes from people working together. And yes, there are going to be the unwanted limitations that are windmills. They appear real, but they are false. Those happen. And they're deeply woven into many of us, but we can overcome them. We can find ways to get around them, illogical ways, impossible ways, but we can find the way to do it. So welcome to season two of Let Your Dreams Work. We're going to go on a continued path of seeing people who are achieving their dreams, who are sharing their expertise to optimize the connection so that you can learn from them on how to invest in real estate. Whether you want to flip real estate, whether you want to do Airbnbs, we're going to have guests that will talk about that. We're going to have guests that are going to talk about being better in relationships. We're going to have guests who are going to talk about building businesses and generating more income and revenue and building an employee base that loves it. We're going to have people coming in from all walks of life including those who can share where to give your time your talent and your money I hope you enjoy season two of let your dreams work I hope it inspires you so that you share what you learn with others this is Larry Stevenson thank you for listening and what are you going to do this week to let your dreams work so great. unreachable star.